Hi, I'm Lisa Moore, one of the pastors here at GT Church in Victoria, BC. Welcome to our podcast. All of the content you'll find here is meant to point you to Jesus and to encourage you in your journey wherever you're at. Enjoy the message. And what an amazing presentation that was. You know, we're so thankful that you can be with us today. It's Mother's Day, and we want to say a very happy Mother's Day to all the moms that are watching. We celebrate you. We're thankful for you. You've got a hard gig. It ain't easy being a mom. It ain't easy raising people like us. And we want to say happy Mother's Day. Thank you for being there for us when we need you. Speaking of people who are there for us when we need you, let's talk about Jesus, shall we? Uh, We're in the middle of our Jesus series. And when we uh, began to put this series together, one of the things that kept coming up, like the, the driving thought, the purpose behind this whole entire series was this idea that as Christians, our lives should look differently than the world around us. And why is that? because we have a personal relationship with Jesus. Now, before we jump into this this morning's content, I do want to get something off my chest. You know, as I was preparing for today, the Holy Spirit put this word on my heart, and I want to read read it to you. I actually texted it to myself, so that way I could say it to you word for word. And I believe that there's something special and significant about this moment. So I want you to hear this, and hear me, and hear what the Lord is saying. There is still hope, friend. You've got this. You are going to get through this. Jesus is real. He is alive. He is with you. He hears your prayers. He sees your situation. You are not defeated. His church is advancing. God has a plan. The devil is a liar. The battle is won. And you are on the winning team. You need to let that get into your flesh today. Let that get into your heart. Let that get into your moment. Let that get into your world. Jesus is real. And as Christians, we should, in theory, be living different than the rest of the world. As Christians, you don't have to be discouraged. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be nervous. As Christians, you don't have to actually even be afraid. Now, 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 come on, pastor. How can you even say that? Well, I can say that because of your personal relationship with Jesus, everything changes. You see, we learned this in week one with Pastor Andy, when he talked about this idea that that Jesus has power and authority. He's not just some abstract thought. He's not just some worldview, but he's God and he's real and he's here. And he's got power and authority over things. We got more specific as the weeks went on. Week two, Pastor Lucas talked about Jesus having power and authority over sin. So friend, there's there's no sin in your life that that Jesus can't help you with. There's no situation, no scenario where Jesus can't get involved and make everything different. In week three, we talked about Jesus having power and authority over sickness. And we've been hearing reports of people being healed by the power of God, even since that message was spoken just a couple weeks ago. You don't need to be afraid because Jesus is real. We learned about this last week in week four, when Pastor Ron was talking about Jesus having power and authority over nature. And he spoke specifically about that story of of Jesus calming the storm. Do you have storms in your life? 
Well, Jesus has power and authority over those. And so you can take peace in knowing that Jesus is in your boat. But today what I want to touch on is Mark chapter 5. And specifically this idea of Jesus having power and authority over evil. So if you have your Bibles with you, if you've been tracking with us throughout this reading, reading plan that we're doing as a church, today is Mark chapter 5 and we're going to kick it off with verse 1. And this is a very peculiar story, so get ready. It's not your typical Mother's Day, Mother's Day drama you're going to see on a Sunday morning, but this is very relevant to right now. So let's look at it together, shall we? Mark chapter 5, verse 1, says this. So they arrived on the other side of the lake in the region of the Gerasenes. Now the question we really want to ask ourselves right now is, who is they? Well, they is actually Jesus and his disciples. You know that story from last week when Pastor Ron was talking about Jesus calming the storm while they were out on the waters and the disciples were saying, who is this man? Even the wind and the seas obey him. Well, after they brought their boat to shore, this is exactly where our story takes place. Verse two. When Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out from the tombs to meet him. Now, oftentimes we gloss this over, but I want to reiterate this moment so you can capture the eeriness of what just took place. So here Jesus and his disciples, they, 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 they land on shore. Then from out of the shadows walks this man full of demons from outside of a graveyard. And he says, hey, Jesus, I just want to have a word with you. Picture that for a moment. Here we have the disciples. One day, they're saying to themselves, we're going to die, and the storm's all everywhere, and everything's going crazy, and they're freaking out. Jesus calms the storm with a whisper. The next day, they come and land, and the first thing that they encounter is a demon-possessed man walking out of a graveyard, beelining towards Jesus. Not your typical state of events. Verse 3. I love how Mark gives a little bit of clarity so that you can understand just how ominous this particular situation is. He says in this, verse 3, says, This man lived in the burial caves and could no longer be restrained, even with a chain. Whenever he was put into shackles, as he often was, he snapped the chains with his wrists and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night, he wandered around the burial caves and the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. This is the guy people were talking about. This is the guy who was at the butt end of all the rumors. This is the guy who scared the children at night when they heard the howls from their windows. This is the guy that Jesus sets free. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him, ran to him, and bowed low before him. And that's the picture you need to see here. See, no matter what it is that you've been going through, no matter what it is that your story tells, no matter who you are, you can go to Jesus, friend, with a shriek. A shriek, he screams. Why are you interfering with me, Jesus? Son of the Most High God! In the name of God, I beg you, do not torture me. 
For Jesus had already said to the spirit, come out of the man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus demanded, well, wait, what, what, what is your name? And he replies, my name is Legion, because there are many of us inside of this man. And this evil spirit begged him again and again to send them into some distant land, some distant place. And, and, and you got to picture this moment right now. His disciples sitting there watching, dumbfounded, cannot believe the things that they are seeing. One moment, Jesus is talking to a storm and he calms it with his voice. The next moment, Jesus is talking to a demon-possessed man and he calms him with his voice. And then the story gets a little bit more wild. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby. Send us into the pigs, the spirits beg. Let us enter into them. So Jesus gave permission. The evil spirits came out of the man, entered the pigs, and the entire herd of about 2,000 pigs plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. Now, this is a pretty spectacular 24 hours for these particular disciples. As they're watching this turn of events take place right before their eyes. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. All the pigs just jumped off the cliff and into the water. Did you guys see that? Guys, come. People, come. You've got to see this thing that I just saw. People rushed out to see what had just happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons, and he was sitting there fully clothed and perfectly sane. Fully clothed and perfectly sane. And it says, and they were afraid. Again, so fascinating. Because what happened in the last chapter? Jesus, in the midst of the storm, says to the storm, be still, stop. And the storm stops. And what do the disciples do? They freak out. And they're afraid. They're afraid because this Jesus has power and authority unlike anything they'd ever seen. They're afraid because Jesus is stronger than a storm. And here we see the same, same um, reaction paralleled. This demon-possessed man who had been causing havoc for years, who had been locked up and thrown into a graveyard, who had been, who'd been howling at night and cutting themselves with stones. People heard the stories of this man and all of a sudden Jesus comes, speaks to him and all the demons leave this man, go into these pigs and 2,000 pigs jump off the side and all of a sudden we see that Jesus has power and authority over evil, over darkness, in ways that we couldn't fathom. And so the people watching there, once again, they were afraid because they realized that if Jesus could do that, Jesus could do anything. They were afraid because they didn't know him. Then those who had seen what had happened told others about the demon-possessed man and the pigs 
And the crowd began pleading with Jesus, will you just, will you just go away? Leave them alone. We don't want you here. We don't understand you. And as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed by these demons, he begged to go with him. Please, Jesus, let me, let me come with you. I've never experienced this kind of freedom. I've never experienced this kind of life. I didn't think it was possible. If you can do that, you can do anything. I want to follow you all the days of my life. But Jesus says, no. Go home to your family. Go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and tell them everybody about how merciful I am. Jesus, the merciful. When society would turn their back, when society doesn't know what to do, when society doesn't know how to handle themselves, when society puts you in chains, Jesus came and set the man free. So the man started off to visit the 10 towns of the region that, and he began to proclaim the great things that Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. If you have a pen and you're an underliner, underline that. And everyone was amazed. Why? They were amazed because Jesus is so much bigger, so much better than they could ever possibly had fathomed. So what do we learn from this story? I want you to hear me as I say these words. First thing we learn from this story is that number one, Jesus isn't afraid of scary places. We see that as he steps in and walks into this tomb yard area with the caves around and this man comes out. Jesus wasn't afraid. We learn that Jesus isn't afraid of scary people. The entire community turned their back on this particular individual. And Jesus came walking right to him. We learn that Jesus isn't afraid of scary spirits. He, he, he spoke to them unfazed, recognizing his power and authority in that moment over them and who he was. And all, all, these, all these pigs start jumping over the cliff. And all the herdsmen start freaking out and the people start freaking out. The situation doesn't go how any of these disciples thought it was going to go. We see that Jesus isn't afraid of scary circumstances either. And there's a powerful thought in that. Because you see, not only does Jesus have power and authority over scary things, Jesus has power and authority over your scary things. And if you said to me today, Adam, why is it that you could so boldly say that Christians don't need to be discouraged or nervous or worried or afraid? I can say that because Jesus is on your side. 
We can walk through a pandemic. We can walk through everything society has to throw at us. We can walk through hardship. We can walk through death. We can walk through grief. We can walk through loss. We can walk through injustice. We can walk through racism. We can walk through hurts. We can walk through pain. We can walk through all these things because it's not actually us who walks alone. It's Jesus who walks alongside of you. I want to I end with some ministry time together. You've heard me speak long enough. I want to create a moment for you to be able to hear from God. And so I want to read for you Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. And I want you to hear the words. And I want, to, I want to pray with you. So in the quietness of this moment, in the stillness of this moment, just you and me, and more specifically, just you and God, hear these words. Don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I'll hold you up with my victorious right hand. Are you afraid today? Are you discouraged? Do you need strength? Do you need help? We find this in Jesus. For some of you, this is not news, but this is a reminder. And for some of you, this seems so implausible that you think that it's impossible. But can I pray for you right now? Would you close your eyes? Would you quiet your heart? Would you, even I invite you to put your hands out in kind of just a posture of receiving, just like this. Father God, I pray for the person on the other side of the screen. You have power and authority over everything, over sin, sickness, storms, and Satan. You have power and authority over our lives. And Jesus, in this moment, I pray that where there is fear, you would bring peace. Father, where there is discouragement, I pray that you would bring hope. Where there is weakness, I pray for strength. Where there are walls, where there are obstacles, Father God, in your name, I pray for breakthrough right now. I'm reminded of Romans chapter 8, verse 27. And in it, it says, Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ Jesus who loved us. The victory is yours, friends. It says, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears of today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. 
Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Friend, you don't have to walk alone. And it is true that nothing separates us from the love of God. God loves you whether or not you consider yourself to be a Christian or not. But I can tell you this, in order to experience the fullness of that love, you need to invite Jesus to be a part of your life. You need to open your heart to him. And as we continue to pray together, Jesus, come. Jesus, come. Bring new life. Turn mourning into dancing. Bring new joy. Turn sorrow into new beginnings. Father, we need you. In your name we pray. Amen. If you want to begin a relationship with Jesus like I'm talking about here, uh, we'd love to walk with you as a church. In fact, uh, you can text LIFE to the number that's on the screen right now. Um, if, you, if you were praying that prayer and, you, and sincerely in your heart, you're saying, wow, I, I want to follow Jesus. If you're watching church online, you can press that click a hand button or raise a hand button on the side of your screen. And one of our volunteers will, will follow up with you. You know, we are excited for what God is doing. Not just, not just now, but we're excited for what God is going to do. Friend, your story isn't done. The future is bright. God has a plan. Don't be nervous. Don't be afraid. Walk in power because God is on your side. God bless you and we'll see you soon.